Hello, dreamers. If you haven't yet, go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at livingthedream506. But most importantly, keep listening and let me know what you think. This episode of Living the Dream is brought to you by AMW Group. AMW has the right tools to help you build your music career one step at a time. Get your song to the audience it deserves with AMW's Spotify playlist promotion service and work with AMW's experts to get your music heard. Check out their services by visiting bit.ly slash livingthedream10 and get a special 10% discount to their music promotion services by using coupon code AMW10. All right, my guest today is one of the organizers of the Pokalogan Camp Party, and that that takes place August 17th, one night only, and yeah, you'll learn all you need to know from this episode. I always love talking to this guy. Um, Anytime I have the pleasure of being around him, it feels like we should have been best friends our whole lives when really we've only ever actually hung out maybe once, if that, maybe zero times. Definitely between zero and two times. Maybe I don't know this guy. (laughs) Well, he seems all right. And he has an A-list mustache. So that's good enough for me. All right, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, Please give it up for Mr. Jeff Kielaher. Logan Camp Party 2019. All 2019. Right. So uh, we're doing what we've done for quite a while. Um, not a whole lot is changing from from what people might expect from previous years. Like um, same level of production, except we're going back to to just the one day thing. Right. Um, which is a bit of a change. We sort of experimented with it last year. It was a bit much for our small team and our small property mm-hmm. and our really compliant and cooperative neighbors like they're right. the key so have you been out no no so come this okay Tickets. Good. Good sounds stuff. good um <laughs> but um it's a really small space it's our camp like you've probably driven up and down the st john old st john road yeah. a million times yeah uh, we're just one of the camps like near the pokologan river bridge between the fucking blueberry fields it's just a, like a literally a, a half an acre yeah so we rely on our neighbors for tenting space for everything i mean our neighbor is our closest neighbor is 50 feet from the row of subwoofers. You know what I mean? So we've been relying on them for all this time. Do you know them real well? Oh, yeah. We know them all real well now. I mean, we're literally throwing a party on their property and keeping them up for... Do they post... Or do they participate? They participate. Um, I think a lot of them also just hang around their camps for peace of mind. You know what I mean? So we decided... That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We kind of decided to, like, scale it back partially because... We got a little bit of feedback from them. Yeah, it was good. We had a great time. But, you know, Friday. Friday was a little bit much. Yeah. So. So everything's going to be. Everything's going to be basically what people have come to expect. Just a a shorter day. 
and a little less a uh, little less emphasis on on electronic music than we've had in the past you know that's how I kind of always heard it and saw the lineups and stuff geared towards that yeah so it's how we started simply because it's cheaper right uh, you've got well, we've got lots of friends that are awesome DJs throwing a party uh, it's, it was an easy thing to do um, but as a lover we're all love live music I mean who doesn't but as we grew we just started to sort of add in so one year the first year we had a proper PA the year after that we had more DJs and then the year after that we had like uh, our first like snare drum you know what I mean and we heard that first mic'd up snare drum yeah. ringing through the woods and then as soon as you hear like a drum kit on your little stage that you've been sort of having fun with for years a real right. drum kit that it's, it's all over you know what I mean yeah. it's like okay we need to switch this up um <laughs> So we went more live as the as the years went on, um, but always with an emphasis on DJs too. Like if you look at the poster, there's you know we're sharing the we're sharing the love, right? Um, but this year we had to move the date um, because <clears throat> basically the festival is run by me and my sister and our friend Alex and my sister and her husband were going to be out of the country, so it wasn't really possible to hold it. So we moved it to the seventeenth which is the same weekend as Rock the Dock in Yarmouth in Nova Scotia. Right. And we like to cooperate with everyone, so we kind of just leaned more live this year just so as to not sort of split the crowd, you know what I mean? Yeah, so d- is Rock the Dock mostly electronic? All electronic. Completely. It's kind of like your future, mini Future Forest sort okay. of vibe. Like, yeah. It's that cool vibe. Yeah. You know? It's cool vibe. I gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So we're doing live, more of an emphasis on live. We're still going to have DJs, you know, after. We still have electronic acts, like we've got Bloom. I guess I'm just not into ultimatums. But if we must, I can try to explain it. It goes like thought, then act, then better things. Please tell me you're step DJ yeah, or something right exactly. so you have to split that night in half so we will have a dance party I don't want anyone to like misunderstand that but as far as sort of the emphasis is sort of on, on the live side so and you got slow coaster this year slow coaster this year so that stemmed from uh, 
Steve reached out last year to us because he lives right down the road now yeah. um, to do an acoustic show with him and Mike and uh, <laughs> that fell through um, so they weren't able to play but then this year we just sort of reached out and, and uh, had them come so that's sort of like a Sort of like a coming of age thing. You gotta have Slow Coaster play your show. Fuck yeah. <laughs> At least once, right? <laughs> for sure. So we're excited for that. Um, and Sputnik are kind of co headlining with them. They were a band that I hadn't seen, but my sister saw them at Quality Block, I think, maybe here in town right. or somewhere else. And uh, listened to them and watched a few live videos and said, like, yeah, this shit's sweet. So excited to have them in their full French. Force. That'd be cool. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. We saw them at Paddle Fest. Were you at Paddle Fest? Yeah. Yeah, did you see them? No, I didn't no. see them. They were awesome though, eh? Yeah, it was good. It was fun to watch. They're Where are they from? Edmonton, but I think someone lives in Moncton, so I think there's, I think, not Still quite a lot of French. French I might be wrong. I'll probably get corrected. That's fine. Yeah. Nobody listens to this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Um, so one day, I feel like the two day thing is more of an organization thing. Like, you're, you guys started as a party. And we still are. And still We're really are just the, faking the festival yeah, thing. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? But it just kind of got... It grew to the point where you had to almost become professional about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people... And I mean, as you... The more you stayed about yourself, the higher the expectations you set. Right. Um, but the two-day thing was really... Organizing It was easy. It's just a, it's the same thing twice. And it's the fun stuff. Booking bands and planning scheduling and stuff. That's the fun yeah. shit, right? But it's the execution and the rush come show weekend. Um, like like I said, we're a small team. So um, we don't have an army, nor can we afford an army of volunteers to come and make things happen. And we all have day jobs and shit like that, so we can't take two weeks ahead of time and go out and just spend it there. So a lot of our prep is literally the day before. And we right. lost that last year, and it was it was pretty rushed. And then there's 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 the expense it's a more expensive show more risk yeah like and did it did it pay off to have the extra day it, like uh, financially I guess we, if we had so it was like an evolving thing last year what happened was we had the Saturday we were planning to just go ahead with the Saturday and then we thought we'd have a, uh, a quieter Friday so we booked McKinley Morrison Williams to come they were going to do two sets just them we were going to have bonfires and stuff, which we had to do away with as our crowd grew. We had to get rid of the bonfires, and everyone's like, we want a bonfire, we want a bonfire. They've been talking about it right. since. I'm like, fuck yeah, we'll satisfy these people, have this jazz show. But then I just, I got this addiction of adding acts and adding <laughs> acts and adding acts. And we'd originally... We got a day, let's fill it. Yeah, but we'd <laughs> priced it low. So we had a lot of people come out for just Friday, which is like a stupid rookie mistake. Right. So we weren't really able to take advantage of those people. Not to say maybe they wouldn't have come if Friday wasn't such a deal, you know what I mean? But Yeah. But uh, we learned some lessons. We certainly didn't make any money. I uh, feel like two days is almost either too much or not enough. You almost... Like, I've done festivals. One day, you go hard. Yeah. Three days, the second day is kind of a feeler out, you know what I mean? You yeah. can kind of relax because you know you got one more day. Yeah, that's right. But two days, it's, it's really hard to do back-to-back hard festival days it is it i mean is. it can be done but <laughs> it can be done yeah <laughs> but it's it's a little rougher yeah around the edges so uh, like if i'm thinking when you have a two-day festival there's the people that do the hired one day and then the last day they're like either don't want to be there or it's just not as yeah go 
go, yeah. go, go, you know what I mean? We, uh, and there's a thing about one-day festivals. I mean, people are into a one-day event, mm-hmm. especially, like, late 20s, 30s, 40s, and beyond, you know what I mean? Right. That concept. Exactly. And we it's find easier that, to get away for just one night. Yeah, so, and those, those people... Those people have money to spend, so that's good. You know no, what I mean? Take your money. So it's not bad to, to, to cater to that uh, at the same time. It's a lot easier for us. It's kind of too short. It goes by just in an instant. And those yeah. moments of satisfaction where you're kind of standing there in the crowd and you get a second to watch 10 minutes of music, which is like the best moment of, of anything that you could yeah. possibly imagine. Those moments are way too short and then it's gone. And you wake up and you're just like, shit, I gotta clean, because, all, clean all this up. Because you are running it? you think or like do you find any one day festival style event? I haven't done a one day festival that's not like, like attended your own. one yeah so I don't I don't know I just know that people dig them and I know that it goes by way too quick yeah. to soak it in after so many months of prep you know what I mean that makes sense so as far as growth goes is there is there hope for growth at this point I mean you went to two days and you scaled back yeah now um, size wise you kind of we're at our capacity for yeah. people um we have a limited number of tickets, around 225, and plus artists. Our capacity is about 300, so when you add artists, you add family, you add volunteers, you add plus ones or whatever the hell. I mean, you get to that 300 number pretty quick, assuming we sell tickets, which yeah. we're hoping for the best. Right. But that is a hard cap, and we're limited. Like, we have been offered opportunities that fell through because we don't have that potential for growth because of our size mm-hmm. limitation. So it's always... What kind of opportunity? Uh, I don't know if I can say exactly, but it was a partnership with a band that wanted to do, like, um, it was a really cool idea. Um, so you know how some festivals are sort of formed around a particular band? Yep. Like, um, you know, you've gone to a bunch a of them. Mowdown. Yeah, there's a bunch I mean, of them. Just, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the one that, that we use in... Camp Bisco? Camp, yeah, yeah. And so this was a band, a Canadian band, that wanted to potentially sort of do that with us right and we were at the beginning of this year like in january we weren't going to throw the party we had decided we weren't going to last year lessons learned mm-hmm. it got to the point where it, the family like it's been just a family backed thing right you know what i mean like we've all just sort of had it on our shoulders in the family given the where it's going and the potential for loss and also the scope of it they just sort of said you know we can't we can't back this as a family anymore and so it was scary um going into it this year and we pretty much decided to take a year off and like get our shit together because we never really set ourselves up to be a festival we just sort of tumbled our way along to this point um so we weren't really equipped to to deal with all of a sudden having to be totally self-sufficient but we just we changed our minds but um these guys made this suggestion to come in and, and start forming a festival around them which was super appealing um for a lot of reasons their connections you know are having support like yeah. gaining uh, gaining people who are actually interested in making the, the fucking show happen yeah but you know the conversation went really well and then it went you know we have a capacity right and that's like, yeah, well that's not really gonna work right so we want to move we do want to move that's what I was gonna um, say next but there aren't any concrete plans we're also happy to just do this like if you could like if we can my main goal until this year and these opportunities started presenting themselves my main goal has always been to build a trust with a really dedicated base of 200 people mm-hmm. to the point where you could put that ticket price up and bring in some really good you know some really really appealing acts yeah and people know hey this is a 300 person show we're going to be 50 feet very intimate and it's worth 
it's worth a hundred bucks for a day yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? So that's always kind of a goal too, but that's a hard goal. Um, yeah. But buying land or finding land is, is just as hard. And then there's the whole issue that our festival is named after a place. <laughs> and can we move it, right? Yeah, true. I think we can. Most people don't really realize, but I'm not sure how the residents would feel about us stealing their name. We already stole their domain. I wonder how that works. Like, is there is there rights to it that they can say, no, you can't call uh, your venue or call your event that? I don't think so. I mean, there's like... it's kind of funny. I think in Pocalogan proper, there's like, what, 50 people living down there right. on the water? Like, I don't imagine anyone's too concerned about it. We do have Pocalogan... population trip, <laughs> quadruple, yeah. tenfold. Yeah, and we do have Pocalogan.ca, which I didn't... I couldn't believe it was available <laughs> when we found it. And I've just been waiting for someone to... To be like, dude, you can't have that. You can't own no, this I have place? It. I have it now. <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I do. <laughs> but yeah, so... I don't remember what your question was, but... We do want to grow. We do want to grow. We just don't know how we're going to do it. This year will be a big tell. Um, so far, it's going fucking sweet. We're almost half sold out. Just kind of wait for those numbers to tick up a little bit before I can sort of announce yeah. people and put that push on. Right. Or sort of, a, you know, get the word out and say, hey... So when you say announce people, there's acts that are still... Uh, I don't mean announce people. Announce to people that, hey, we're actually running out of tickets. Cause, oh, right. Gotcha. Because we're always in this position where it's like, do we... Uh, we sometimes worry about being over capacity. So say our limit's 200, just for a nice even round number, and we sell 125 tickets ahead of time. There's 75 left. And with the nature of people around here, we could have more than that show up. So it's always been a concern of, right. of turning people away, right? And what people expect. A lot of people come for their first time. They're like, oh, it's a music festival. It's really a backyard party, mm-hmm. right? So it's a Do weird you, worry to have. Too many people might come. You know? Yeah, no, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, it is kind, kind of a low capacity for a festival when yeah. people get the festival mindset. Yeah. Like, it's not often a festival sells out. You know what I mean? Because no, they're exactly. usually just such a big open yeah. event. People and we, show up. And we haven't, but we've been really close. And sales, like pre-sales this year, are ahead of 50, twenty times more than they were. Like we had like twelve tickets sold at this time. Yeah. Last year, and now we have like seventy-five. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty good indicator, I think. But you, know, you just I don't know how to run that. It's just really <laughs> weird how it can all fall together. Like you look at, like I mean, we see the people who registered and buy tickets, and they're they're new people. They're not all, and they're not all like your standard festival goers there's yeah. a lot of people from like St. John that wouldn't go to a festival or used to or aren't quite like into the whole scene but they'll come out you know what I mean yeah. and make it that that thing that they do so there's a lot of people I think that come for their first time that don't even know what yeah. what that scene kind of is you know what I mean
as far as like sponsors, do you do any sponsorship stuff or? We have delved into it a little bit this year. Um, not as like properly as we should. Um, as far as getting like sponsorship packages together, it's been a lot more casual, but we have started to move into that this year. Um, not ready to say just yet, like who's what, who's doing what, yeah. but the, we, we'll have like a version two of our poster that's going to come out. We do have one more act to add. Or er, I already announced Fractal Code the other day. Yeah. So we're adding him. He, he was going to come last year and couldn't play because of scheduling and stuff like that. So, so it's going to be like a version two of the poster and the sponsors will be all there. Some interesting stuff. It's good to have people to get to the point where people are like, yeah, I think it's worth it to, yeah, yeah, to help out a little bit. See. Yeah, it's cool. And I, I always heard like from other festivals that are semi-local that the nature of the music kind of limited the sponsorship avenues. You know what I mean? Like some organizations didn't want to sponsor a, a music festival where the yeah. So we haven't. There's implied drug culture. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not necessarily saying that yours is, but when electronic music and pretty much anything has a drug label now when it comes to music festivals yeah oh no absolutely so sometimes corporations don't want to touch it with a 10 yeah foot and honestly we're not interested in that it, it's kind of sort of the reverse actually i don't really know what i'm talking about but like a corporate when a, if a festival starts taking on corporate sponsors then it changes the festival you know because I mean? they have a say yeah, in things they have a say in things and you've got to be that's gonna sound good on there <laughs> um, and you've got to be more official and above board and more organized yeah. and think about think about a lot more because we are just kind of this borderline party and festival thing and we're not really interested in taking on sponsorships from anyone that doesn't just want to just let us hop onto thing. what we're doing yeah. I mean, we're, we're open input we want people to be part of our team like we have a shortage of enthusiastic like yeah. co-organizers so just to have that but but people that want to play along not people that are just in it to to get their name out there or yeah. whatever you know for advertising or that's a whole thing that we're learning or that I'm learning and that's just in the past re like recent years just this year is the first year that we've really that I've started to kind of research and ask around about the proper way to do things and also approach some people yeah um, but the people that we've that we've partnered with are the type that play along you know what I mean they're yeah they're enthusiastic about what we're doing and just want to be involved with it and help it versus being self self-interested so don't blame anyone for being self-interested yeah. i mean that's kind of part of it yeah business-wise <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> yeah um are you guys like is it straight up party byob or do you have yeah. liquor on site yeah we've it's byob it's 100 percent uh what you would expect from a little indie yeah. indie festival uh we just like like I was saying, you know, with a liquor license comes a whole other host of responsibilities. I mean, um, we've seen that work really well. Folly Fest does that awesomely. Yeah. But they've got the fairgrounds, you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense to do it there. And just that super unique, awesome vibe they have going on lends itself to that. Yeah, it does. Um, and you don't have any option. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? If you, you want to go, this is what you're doing. There's not another stage or another non-fenced off area right. or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but we just... Even if we wanted to do that, we don't even have the space to cordon off. I we wouldn't want to make the whole thing licensed. And I want to have my own drink. I don't know about everyone yeah. else, but I want yeah. to have my own drink. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess the licensing limits that quite a bit. Yeah. 
um, you know, some opportunity presents itself, isn't sure, but I think as far as long as we're on the land we are now, we probably won't jump into that sort of that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. liquor licenses and corporate sponsorships and thinking about changing our vibe to suit any other Maybe on a new piece of property. Maybe on a new piece of property, yeah. With with a lot more of a well thought out business model, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Versus this just kinda learning as we go shit, you know. Yeah, do you have any food vendors on site? Yeah, we do. Uh, two food vendors. Um, they're, yeah, this is complicated. Just don't, don't. <laughs> there, okay. are t- there are two food two. vendors. They're associated with, like, food trucks, but I don't know if, like, they're not bringing the trucks, they're just bringing people, and I don't know. It's, I, don't, I can't name, like, people that are vending food, but, yeah, we're having food yes, vendors. We're definitely going to have uh, multiple options for food, and uh, it was actually... Uh, one of the one of some of the feedback that we got last year was that we didn't, we kind of dropped the ball a little bit on uh, and kind of making sure that that there was enough food consistently throughout the whole forty eight hour oh, yeah. event. You know, yeah. I suppose when you do have the two day thing, people are looking for meals. They they have a full day of eating. Yeah, at and, that point. Yeah, and you learn a lot of lessons about taking people's word for things and counting on people, and you kind of have learned to be make sure that you're redundant. So we didn't put in the redundancies for things like food and water and stuff like that. Um, we what do you mean by that? Like we only had one food vendor, one food vendor, um, and one dude with one helper, and that doesn't work when you need to feed people around the clock, right? Right. Um, and it was just sort of a product of the way the festival evolved from that one day to the quiet Friday to the full two day thing, and right. stuff like that. So like lessons learned there we also had a mishap with our water and ended up bringing like 700 bottles of water on site which no one really right no one really likes to do no that's not so those were kind of the two major pieces of feedback we got so we're making sure that those things are everyone's liking this year Of the way shit's gonna go down I wrote this letter to Tel Aviv A little inquiry Is there still life left in your dead sea? I got my reply This violent sister And your violent system Got stone cold for rich Got a wax figurine Got the spare set of keys Now to the shitty To the shittiest museum Yeah. 
spending power you right. know what I mean yeah. um, we've like last year we brought Brink Smoke Brass from Ontario who were an up and coming start, starting out band um, and that was awesome that's probably sort of the level of spending that we'll stay at yeah. as long as we're where we are there were a couple um, how do you pronounce their name the special you know those guys Les Special Les yeah. Special or whatever yeah. yeah we talked to them one year I'd like to have that it'd be cool yeah they sent, I sent my out an offer and then they sent one back and I was like oh wait this is American dollars never mind let's just talk in a couple of years <laughs> yeah, they kind of got back right. to me and said whoa 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 let's, uh, let's, let's, not, let's not be too hasty but I might have missed the boat on them anyway I don't know they seem to have a little bit more going on but. the whole dollar thing really sucks yeah I mean it's not something we face not even necessarily for you but like just as a music fan in general like yeah I remember when Evolve was booking huge American bands and I just don't think that's possible anymore no, you know and, I mean? and the scene I think is, is crowded right now. Yeah, um, there's only so many thousands of people that are interested in going to this kind of event. I mean, locally. Yeah. You know what I mean, and you know it's busy. It's a crowded spot, crowded space. If you really look, like if you're, I don't know, you I guess you probably have, but if you just make a list of all the music festivals in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and PEI. I mean, it's a big, big fucking list. Well, at the start of the summer, they released a list of all of them. Yeah, yeah. we weren't on it. No, I <laughs> yeah, so fuck that list. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a real list. It was bullshit. Yeah. But it was long. Yeah, it, and that didn't even cover... Uninclusive. Yeah, but it, I don't even imagine that covered. I mean, not that I expect to be included in all these lists, but like, <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot left out of that. But I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. And then in this particular, you know, hippie raver space there's even fewer people you know what I mean and yeah. still quite a few options yeah so it's a hard go but we still got people doing it like yeah. on a large scale taking huge risks yeah um, in very different styles and it's super interesting one of the most interesting parts of doing this is sort of starting to learn and getting to know everybody and learning everyone's methods and stuff like that it's, yeah, that that's my cool. favorite part actually just like the behind the scenes just just, as a fan well just like growing up growing up but like going to festivals and looking around like, this is the coolest fucking thing like how do they pull this off is that guy that's, that's the guy that runs it okay right. alright that's the dude and just sort of figuring it out as you're yeah. younger to finally get to the point where like now I kind of know these people I've learned from them I've, I've sought advice I know how it works it's just fun to yeah. kind of get involved well, I definitely in I definitely see what, how that would be fun because I would enjoy doing the same thing yeah any of the behind the scenes is interesting when you're 
not only a fan, but especially if you're organizing events. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's a lot of fun. It's the night, man. He called me on the phone right before it was released. And he says, my old man was here. He calls me madness. He calls me madness, yeah. And a lot of people out there, you know, they're getting into macho madness really super strong. And macho madness, yeah. Growing, 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 and more seductive than sex. You can't say that on TV. I can say that. Okay, I can fine. say that. I'm Ooh. the intercontinental heavyweight champion of the world. Macho Man, Randy Savage. favorites i don't i don't have a favorite um dj antique dj antique my fucking dad (laughs) who's playing on the temple stage at evolve at 2 a.m on fucking this friday which i don't even understand but okay so awesome he's amazing (laughs) (laughs) i want to have him on this that would be sweet he would love it yeah Yeah, let him calm down from his nervous wreck he is right now preparing for evolve for tour oh yeah um but uh we have a lot of new people on board for this year so like um our technical crew our sound crew light crew that's a new that's a new group so working with a new group is always fun because it goes back to that behind the scenes stuff working with the same person three years in a row you get to know the expectations those discussions those fun talks and that planning isn't even there anymore so i get to work with them got a new crew like doing construction for the stage and most importantly we've got a group of just incredible experienced volunteers like the type of people that faces you would find familiar from sitting at the harm reduction tents doors and gates like yep. people that have been doing this for a long time that have volunteered their time to just simply come help us and they know more than we do you yeah. know what I mean they've been doing this longer than we do and they're just coming giving us their time to come do that yeah. so working with a whole new group of people and learning from them a whole other side of things that I hadn't even had time to consider, you know what I mean? So that's that's what I'm looking forward to most once we get like on the property with everyone there. Is just having this new this new group. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. What time do you get there? Like me? Yeah. Like us? Uh so we have yeah, get this. So the weekend before <laughs> we have a prep weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um we've got a lot of volunteers coming in for that, hopefully. Um but then I go back to work Monday. And I work till Friday morning. Right. Night shift at work. So I'm literally <laughs> going, like, right there <laughs> from from a four-day work week. But we'll have all the prep done, done ahead of time. And honestly, once the planning's done, it's not that complicated. No? You know, there's a stage, there's a generator, sound system, lights. There's steps. Food. You take them. It's, it's just all, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you break it all down... It's really, it's not about so much the execution of your plan as it is putting out the fires. I suppose, that yeah. That come up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's usually a lot of fires though, eh? <sighs> There's usually a lot of things, but they get less. Small, like small the fires. running around, from, the running around lessons every year, except for last year. You know, it was a clusterfuck, but, hmm. but like you learn to kind of deal with them. But that's, 
that's when the cylinders are all just firing though you know what I mean when you're yeah. solving problems like on the fly yeah yeah this was pretty pretty cool Lucky. stressful but enjoyable the best kind of stress yeah. possible yeah for sure well hopefully this year's my my first yeah you should make it out it's just one day it's easy I'll be there it's easy peasy good I'm excited for it yeah everybody's always talking about it and it's always been like a staple of the summer for our group of friends you know what I mean is it yeah. I, like I just don't from know. what I hear yeah you know what I mean yeah I, I get I, asked every year you going and I'm like ah, I, I couldn't I either had to work or uh, yeah I mean kid I, I, hear I mean story. what year is this for it 10 that's a hard question to answer we don't know because you've just been doing parties because it was just a, it was bongos around a bonfire 12 years ago or 11 years ago right when does that turn into what it like I don't we don't know how to answer that question when did you book your first band uh, or DJ I guess I would twenty. 14 yeah I think right um and when did you start selling tickets that year or was it just like a if you come and throw in 20 bucks it like, was like that for a while and then it was 20 bucks and then it was 30 bucks and then we actually like had like a gate quote unquote mm -hmm. gate um what are you asking me <laughs> when did it start I guess like, I don't yeah it's when a, was the first booking the first I booking I think I don't it's hard to say what counts yeah, do my friends it's that funny come, that there's no transition point yeah just, do my friends that are DJs count as bookings I mean if you had to book them and you paid them yeah and you made a no, ticket I, I hardly I rarely pay my friends <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, I would say it would be the first year yeah like what do you consider the first year was there like one year you're like we just booked this DJ and it's fucking this year it's on this year we got to get serious I think it was the year the first year we had elephant skeletons and bits and, yep. and that was the, that was the first year of the snare drum I think that was 2014 yeah yeah so Pretty this sure. would be like the sixth year sixth year of, yes. of booking things yeah, yeah I suppose but I don't like to say that because it's been longer than that so right I don't, I don't know it's an impossible thing yeah everyone asks and I'm just like I don't know <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Maybe we should just pick a number so we can answer people. Make it big. <laughs> yeah, make it big. You're 21. <laughs> yeah, one, one we were more. kids. We used to have a fire. Yeah. The radio was going. Yeah, one more than Evolve. <laughs> yeah, you you going to just, Evolve? Uh, Friday, I think. Friday? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Got a couple things I want to do there. It's my one festival like of the, of the year that I've been able to make it to. So. I haven't been to the new grounds. It's Monday. awesome. I didn't go last year, but I went the year before. It's, f it's huge. Yeah. There's so much room tents for tents and trailers they did parking camp you just park right by your by I like that last year I've done that a couple times like in the states and I really like that yeah I have this fear of cars and tents being in the same space when people are partying yeah that makes sense I don't know if I ever I have this thing I don't know if I saw it or if I dreamt it <laughs> I either saw it at Shakedown Ranch years and years ago or I just dreamt it of a car accidentally running over a tent that luckily was empty and it's just been burned in my Jesus. brain every time I see a car. Have you asked around to see if this happened? Uh, I only started thinking of it recently when people were talking about Evolve and asking the question, like posting on social media and asking, hey, you guys doing that again? Are you guys doing that again? And I was like, I remember that that, that scares the shit out of me <laughs> for some reason. But I'm a pussy like that. So. Well, I mean, nobody likes to get run over. No. That no. I know of. No. But apparently once everyone's packed in there, you can't even move them. Yeah. Vehicle anyway. Which is also not possibly the greatest. Yeah better than free for all I guess yeah that's yeah. true yeah. What's, so what's your setup like do you get a parking lot and then just a uh no parking is is on the road and it oh, yeah? stretches a long way a so long what we do way. is we have we have
have um, like a drop-off and like reception gate set up. So basically, people drive up, they see the sign. We leave room for them to park on either side of the road. They come in, register, get their bracelets, get instructions on where to camp because it's a little bit more complicated than just go camp. You yeah. know, there's different properties, different levels of noise, and yeah. you know what I mean. So they get those instructions. They can take their gear if it's close by, and then go park at the end of the at the end of the row. So another thing that's not ideal about having this small party that location. It's also what makes it what it is. So that's true. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds the name sounds small too. Camp party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even have festival in it. We thought for so long about getting rid of that name because, like, if I go back on Facebook to like the past events from like 2011, mm-hmm. it's just called the camp party, camp party one, camp party two, because <laughs> it was a party at the camp, right? Right. And people don't even know what that means. Like, I think that people read that and they're like, "What? What's a camp party? Is it my camping? <laughs> do I you have s- to camp? Do you have to camp? Is it at a camp? Is it what? inside of the camp? What is going on? Is there music with this thing? <laughs> But yeah, we, uh, I think one year we, we dropped the camp party thing and I hated it. So you had to go right back. We right What'd back. you call it? Just Poke Logan. <laughs> you just went with the name of the place. Just Poke Logan. Welcome yeah. to Poke Logan. We've commandeered the name. <laughs> yeah, for sure. At this point. <laughs> what if they'll ever change their name because of you? I don't think it's even in Poke Logan. <laughs> oh, like town I, limits? It's Penfield. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Penfield <laughs> camp party. Yeah. <laughs> but all the people around there call it Poke Logan. Like at the camps, like yeah, up, yeah. up from the, from the ocean, you know? So they all call it that's hilarious. Yeah. Grew up calling it that, and that's what we called it. And now here we are having to actually worry about what the fuck we shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, well, fuck. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. It's been nice. I look at your list of, uh, of episodes and, like, who you've interviewed, and I'm, I'm happy to be on that list. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. fucking right. I'm happy Sweet. to have you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for doing it. No problem. Let it dream.